All right. You go ahead and do the intro. We're live. <laughs> Homespun Yak, <laughs> episode seven, coming at you now. NBC Studios. <laughs> and nobody actually knows the, the number of screw-ups we just had <laughs> trying to get this, this thing off the ground, but uh, we'll just pretend like this is a professional shoot. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's the grind of podcasting. Yeah, it really is. Well, I mean, even with our first few episodes, we had we had issues, and then we had everything figured out, and then the next episode after that, it just everything crapped out again yeah. for whatever reason. Technology is a strange thing. Like sometimes I'm just not convinced that there aren't. It doesn't have a personality of its own. <laughs> it just knows when you've got something figured out, or you think you do, and then it's like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. You really don't. So or it's important. Try this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. I guess. Uh, well, I was going to ask you this uh, later on, but um, how's your how's your knee go- doing? Any updates on that? I'm assuming you didn't go to the doctor. I know I keep asking, but. No, I mean, you know, it's not going to heal in like a day. <laughs> I can definitely notice it getting a lot better. I mean, flexibility is getting better, you know, by the week, I would say. It's been like, yeah. I guess, a little over three weeks now. And um, right, the research I've been doing um, says it could take up to like six weeks for you to kind of get your range of motion back to where it was if it's uh, the dislocated kneecap but Mm -hmm. I've been trying to go to the gym and and incorporate some rehab on it um, just to strengthen the muscles around the knee um, because there's still a lot of instability and there's a lot of atrophy just just blows my mind how you know you can work out a particular part of your body for years and see you know small but noticeable improvements i mean it takes as you know a long time to be able to see visual results that you're actually proud of and you notice and then it only takes about a couple of a a week and then you're just done and you just (laughs) (laughs) like if you don't use a particular muscle for like a week it just dies and it's just insane to me how all that work can just go out the window um, but anyway, that's, that's what I've noticed and, and I've been trying to, b- to build it up within reason. Cause it is still swollen a lot. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just painful to, to do these exercises that you are normally used to doing, you know, but I, yeah, I'm no doing doubt. all these things without, <laughs> it's just basically a self diagnosis at this point because, right i don't know i i'm I'm pretty positive that's what it is um and i just don't really feel like spending eight hundred dollars at this point to to do an mri just to say that's what it is but you know down the road if yeah i'm not seeing improvements you know which i kind of feel like i am now but if it becomes stagnant or I'm still having problems, then, you know, inevitably you have to just do it just to see what, what, what exactly is going on in there. 
but hopefully it doesn't come to that. Yeah, hopefully. But like you said, as long as there's improvement, uh, yeah, there's, and I, there's really no reason to. Right. And I've talked to uh, physical therapists that I know, and that's mm-hmm. what they said as well. They're just like, you know, you might want to just wait it out, do rehab first, see if it doesn't mm-hmm. get better, and then go the MRI route because, you know, it's just a lot of money. Yeah, it definitely is, for sure. Yeah, yeah muscle atrophy really sucks, but... It gets highly accelerated when you don't don't use that musculature. Yeah, uh, they've they've done a lot of studies. Uh, the The main uh, like studies that have looked at it have been like bed rest studies, but specifically looking at kind of in hospitals, obviously, to find out how quickly muscle atrophy occurs. Because of course, muscle is it's far more important than just movement, but that is kind of the chief yeah. point of muscle to allow locomotion but even uh, nasa has done a lot of studies and they continue to do studies to try and find ways of maintaining musculature because once you go into space you you're essentially in a state of no gravity so uh, then you have no your muscles aren't being used and like what you're experiencing right now like within a week it can just waste like it's not even like atrophy it's like literally just wasting away oh and if somebody doesn't know what atrophy is it's the shrinkage of the the musculature so your muscles getting smaller kyle's just advanced so he knows he knows (laughs) the the terminology (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so yeah they they go up to space and then uh their their musculature starts to to atrophy substantially and i don't i don't know all the history behind it but i'm pretty sure they kind of realized that after the fact Mm -hmm. uh when it came to some of the first space missions the the astronauts would get off and they would be just like neil armstrong like that kind of those guys yeah i mean yeah like way way back um i'm not yeah i i don't know exactly who it was i'm definitely not educated on that but um yeah, they'd come off the uh, the the space shuttle, and uh, it would because it doesn't take long. Like once, if you have some weight, just a little bit of weight, like if you do rehab or whatnot, that's enough stimulus to essentially maintain the musculature up to a point. Like you'll still lose some, but it'll be a lot slower than if you just don't do anything. So right. and you can easily try this at home. Not that I would recommend it, but like if you just sat in bed for literally like a few days, your musculature will just disappear. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just crazy. It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy just because you're not getting the tendons on either side of that musculature to pull on the muscle and then to contract the muscle because all of that leads to a bunch of molecular and cellular signals that eventually lead to to hypertrophy and just in general which is muscle growth and just the maintenance of that musculature so it's it's a remarkable process but yeah uh, there's definitely a lot of a lot of issues yeah it's just alarming how quick it actually takes place you know yeah the biggest thing yeah totally but speaking of the guys going to the moon, did we go? Did we ever go to the moon? Oh, good gracious. 
I'm, I'm kidding. I'm well, kidding. <laughs> I'm not a uh, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> um, although I'm speaking on conspiracy theories, like with that in mind, uh, there was there was a short period of time, obviously with 9/11, that was uh, that was in 2001. Uh, oh, I mean, thank I was you young that. then, but like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, smart ass. <laughs> no, but <laughs> let me get back to my original point. <laughs> no, but uh, when I when I was younger, a wee lad, like I actually believed the conspiracy theories for like a week. And then yeah. I talked to my dad about it, and he was he like, shut you, down. "You need to stop that nonsense." <laughs> <laughs> he was he like explained like the basic engineering of the the buildings and stuff. He was like, "That it makes absolutely no sense for the conspiracy theory right. to be correct," and because uh, it was like about the melting temperature, you know, of of metal and all yeah. that stuff, and like how the building fell and like that Tower Seven yeah. building that fell. Randomly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. a bunch just, of stuff like that. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just know zero information about the engineering of these structures. But there's like this radical yeah. theory coming out and you're just like, oh, my God, that's definitely true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But and you talk to someone that, like that your dad, also he point- just like shuts it down. Oh, totally. Yeah. But that's kind of that's kind of the funny thing of being on the other side of like when people talk to me about nutrition or they talk to me about like human physiology and stuff like that. Like I know better, but and I, I'm always like blown away by where are they getting this information? How are they thinking that, you know, I, I don't know, whatever it is, like sugar causes cancer, something like that. And then but in all reality, I was you know, I was that ignorant. I still am that ignorant <laughs> in a lot of different areas. So it's like, that's the cool thing about like specialties. Like, and we've talked about this before. Like if I were to talk to you about like wine, I am a moron. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so dumb. You could talk about it like, like a, <laughs> like fluently, like a different language almost, you know, um, which uh, we, we talked about that too. Like, I hope that we can, we can do that at some point where we can, um, when we can sit down next to each other, as opposed to remotely and yeah. actually have a conversation over wine, that would be really cool. Yeah, that, that'd be fun. Um, just do like a blind tasting or just compare certain wines and certain different price points yeah. and kind of build from there. Maybe, um, maybe do a, show live, off my a live podcast recorded live together oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, that totally, totally. Be holiday fun. special. A holiday special. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now we're really getting fancy. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I don't know. It's just like, even though a lot of these conspiracy theories can be debunked if you've got enough information about the the subject it's always fun to mm-hmm. at least explore them and entertain them in a way to because i mean some are some conspiracy theories are you know probably true you know maybe not the ones that we necessarily know or, or that are super common but um 
Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting to explore that because because of the controversy um, surrounding them. But I just don't know enough about conspiracy theories to believe in a lot of them or even expound upon the details surrounding them. So I don't know. It seems to be a topic that a lot of people are into lately. For sure. And they're interesting. I mean, they're fun. They're fun to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, I, I, I tend not to believe essentially <laughs> any of them. But who knows? Yeah. Mm. But I did watch the Bill Burr special. Not that he talks about conspiracy theories, but um, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Like, I yeah, was laughing, was really like, good. a minute in. I was just, like, hysterically <laughs> laughing. Yeah. The thing I love about... Yeah, he didn't hold back. No, not at all. I mean, he's he seems to actually enjoy pushing the boundary of um, comfort, comfortability, I guess, because he knows mm-hmm. what's um, what people are most sensitive about, and he tries to attack that. Uh, those subjects as hard as he possibly can because I think he's genuinely cares about certain things that he sees going on in society but he also at the same time knows that the that quality about him can inspire um, a lot more outrage and hatred toward what he's saying and he really loves that on a certain level you can tell yeah yeah he does no doubt. I, one of his specials, he, he just, he literally goes off on a rant and I, I don't know. I highly, highly doubt that it was actually scripted, <laughs> but he just goes off on this rant for literally like 10 minutes and the crowd is silent, just completely silent. And this dude just decides to keep it in his special. And it is so funny because, because people are genuinely getting so uncomfortable in the audience. And then he, and then he like points it out at the end of the rant and he's like, so none of you guys agree with me he's like ah fuck it well i mean screw it like screw all you guys oh yeah he's gonna say what he wants that's for sure yeah which is what i love about him yeah and people at this point should know that going into it so oh yeah for sure but what i love about the uh, the, well go ahead go ahead uh well i what i love about uh a lot of his topics is like, you know, just talking about your typical male um, mindset. <laughs> like in a lot yeah. of his, his specials, he's just always talking about <laughs> like how difficult it is for him to open up and um, <laughs> be emotional. And like, <laughs> he's always talking about yeah. like, he's like, ah, like something like really emotional or like, you know, it would happen in his life and uh he would be like yep yeah, gonna he's like it's gotta go to the bathroom real quick and he's like i cry for <laughs> like 0.5 <laughs> seconds and then I, I put it in a bottle and just tighten that lid as hard as possible just jam oh. it <laughs> jam it deep down inside 
just just so it yeah. can come out in a, in a violent explosion of rage <laughs> later in life <laughs> randomly and it's like that is like so true <laughs> to a lot of like what guys do i guess cuz especially oh, in totally. his time like i guess where he was raised in boston it's just so hard for guys to well it's just taboo for guys to be open and emotional in any way so when when someone would see anyone like being that they would just just hammer that guy yeah (laughs) so you just bottle it up and jam it deep down inside (laughs) never to be seen again until it's it's too late um and then he also talked about um like someone was someone was saying oh it's so nice to to take a bath <laughs> and uh, you should definitely try like, it helps me relax <laughs> he's like he's like i filled the bath up couldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> just could not bring myself to take a bath <laughs> i don't know what it yeah. is it's like not manly yeah. enough <laughs> yeah he really he really it's the extreme edge, distinction. But yeah, but I totally can oh totally to a lot of those. Yeah, he had a, he had one joke on uh, Stephen Hawking, <laughs> 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 which I thought was just so funny because that was and one the where the, the crowd was like was like oh <laughs> 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 oh man yeah he's uh, I mean to me I mean obviously just to me. Uh, I think he's he's by far my favorite comedian because mm-hmm. uh, you can tell, especially through his podcast, you can tell if you listen to his podcast as well. Uh, the he's he's a really really genuinely nice guy. Like he wants to he 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 wants the best for everybody, but he definitely is incredibly opinionated, and he's opinionated in a lot of rational thought, like just works through a lot of rational thoughts and it just comes out to be so funny the way that he ends up explaining things but it's not like he's he's out going out of his way to to necessarily uh it's not like he hates any particular group or any particular idea he just finds particular things really funny because they're so polarizing i think that's probably the best way to put it I mean, his yeah, he just examines certain um, parts of our society and parts of our personality, and um, the way that he examines it is just hilarious. I mean, that's just how he his yeah. mind works, you know. And a lot of comedians yeah. are kind of like, I don't know if philosophers are the are the right word to say, but they certainly look at life in a in a totally different way and. Um, make it make light of it maybe make make it um seem a lot more funny and uh Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't give comedians credit for being maybe intellectuals but you look at people like dave Chappelle and bill burr and ricky gervais and just genius um on stage you know what they're saying so um they're definitely taking comedy to another another level yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and they're certainly different brands of comedy. 
Um, Bill Burr's definitely in there. Ricky Gervais, no doubt. I mean, even I, although I will say, like, I watched Dave Chappelle's latest special. I was I didn't find it that funny. Um, it, he like he like talks about a lot of different aspects, uh, but his delivery to me was just kind of poor. I just didn't find it all that funny. Mm. Um, but his earlier stuff with like the the Chappelle show, oh, yeah. I mean, back then he was like that was that was some really funny stuff, and that was just again kind of like what you were saying. It, it was like more of an intellectual. It's like a really funny spin on some deeper subjects, yeah. like racism, like having a, a a black dude that thinks he's white that's racist against, <laughs> against black, black dude yeah. they're against black people like like that's an example or having like uh like george bush and anytime somebody mentions oil which is obviously the big dividing factor of like why we invaded and all that but he talks about like cooking oil instead of <laughs> actual you know instead of actual like uh petrol as, as <laughs> yeah. the british might Black say oh um, yeah 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 you're <laughs> right it's so sure. i forgot about that <laughs> yes <Yeah, it> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, i i i always laughed when there's like that one line the the reporter woman's like well president bush what about oil <laughs> <laughs> he just stares at her. He's like, oil, <laughs> oil, <laughs> bitch, you cooking? <laughs> He's like, they're oh, like, Who do you ha- who's supporting you in this war? Um, he's like, he's like, we got, uh, we got the Zulu Nation. <laughs> PlayStation <laughs> has committed. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's just uh, definitely edgy humor. And uh, I mean, no doubt, like I think some of the things that comedians do, especially that brand of comedy, and I was going to make the distinction, like some comedy I think is just terrible, but that's yeah. just because of obviously my uh, preference in comedy. But some of it is just like, I, I'm not a huge fan of like extremely sexual comedy just because I think that that gets... It just gets raunchy. Yeah, like it's it just get, a little. It, che- it gets like cheap te- humor, really. To a yeah, yeah, point. cheap humor. That's that's a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, like with with uh, with that kind of comedy that Dave Chappelle was doing earlier on, like it was definitely pushing the line and even crossing the line. And I think in certain ways, I think and man, I I don't know if I've talked about Joe Rogan on every single podcast we've done, but Joe Rogan mentions this that. Sometimes you have to wonder, like, should comedians ever be censored? And, I mean, maybe they are just pushing the line further and further and further. And people are obviously getting offended, uh, which is to a degree understandable. But also you don't necessarily want to limit individuals. You don't want to make people feel like they can't express themselves in a comedic fashion. It's like a safe space of... of like some really out there material that could definitely, like if you were to say it seriously, it would be all kinds of fucked up. Like it would be all kinds of inappropriate, but because it's in the quote unquote comedic space, it's technically allowed. And I do wonder if that's 
and he, Joe Rogan talks about that specifically. He's like, well, should that be uh, something that is allowed? Should we be offended by jokes uh, like we are with kind of serious comments on the exact same subject matter? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I don't know, especially in comedy, I don't think anything should be off limits uh, for what you can say. However, if you're saying certain outlandish things, um, then now people know that's what you're saying. So they can not isolate you, but they know now that's kind of your thing and they stay away from you at that point. So whatever you say has consequences. Um, Absolutely. So it's your choice. Um, it could work. It might, it might backfire on you, but at the end of the day, you have the right to say whatever you want whenever you want. Um, it's just going to have a consequence, good or bad. You know, it's, it's ultimately up to how people view it and if they don't like it they won't listen to you again and you'll suffer because of that but um other people might like it um so it's definitely an issue more now but you know i think there was a com a, a comedian who literally just got a job um as a writer for snl i don't know if you heard <laughs> about this but um, yeah i did I don't know exactly what he said, but it was like a podcast he did years back and uh, it resurfaced because someone was just, I guess, frantically digging through this guy's history to find anything offensive. And they found right. that and brought it to their attention and then they fired him pretty much straight away before he was even able to, to do anything for SNL. So... I don't know. It just depends on the company that you're working for, I guess. But um, I just I, I don't know exactly what he did or said. I wish I did, but it's just uh, just sucks that you know certain things from your past can uh, dismantle your future. You know, when you least expect it. Yeah. True. And that brings about an interesting question too. Like if you're, if you're that much younger and because I, I can just unequivocally say that I am a different person than I was five years ago, 10 years ago, definitely 10 years ago. I, right. Good gracious. I would punch the person. <laughs> I would punch myself <laughs> like 10 years ago. If I met that person, I'd be like, you are pathetic. I, I just, I, I don't. I don't identify with that person anymore in a manner of speaking. And so like if you do have things in your past, especially if you start going back 20 years or 30 years, like can, should, can, should, either either word works, uh, should you then be held accountable for the things that you say in the past and uh and to what degree, like even if you are, uh, should you have the, the actions of your, your more recent history uh, act more or, or be more influential than the, the history that's, you know, 10, 20 years uh, old? Yeah. Uh, a great example, uh, Justin Trudeau, right? right. The French right. prime minister with, uh, with blackface. So. And let me quick interject here. Yeah, yeah, Canadian. 
uh, let me interject here. I, I completely, <laughs> I always feel like I have to put like, uh, disclaimers here because I realize that we're two white guys. Yeah, you will because 10 years <laughs> later, someone's going to listen to this and ruin your career. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but and I, I think that intent matters substantially more than just about anything. Uh, if you have good intent, like you just want to discuss something. But anyways, that's beside the point. It's another discussion. But yeah, Justin Trudeau, the, the Canadian uh, prime minister, he... Uh, Man, 18, 19 years ago, with he had a blackface for a, a costume party or whatnot. And uh, now that's been dug up, and they're using that against him in his reelection campaign, which is, which is interesting because suddenly people are just coming out of the woodwork saying that he's not fit to run the country. Just like, <laughs> I know. which I don't understand that at all because he literally already did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, I, I mean, you could disagree with him. I completely get that. And I completely yeah. understand like not agreeing with his policies and stuff like that. But to, to suddenly say, oh, in light of this new evidence that, that we didn't know before, uh, you you suddenly are not fit to, to run the country. That, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like that just... Like yeah, if, because he's if been that doing information, it. exactly because he's been doing it. Yeah. Like if you were a completely new candidate, that would make sense to me. That would completely right, make sense right. to me. But I mean, I totally. Other it's, than that, it's, it, obviously, it's a bad look, and it's not something that he should have ever done in his past. And I totally understand like opposing candidates who are running. You're obviously going to jump on that and just. Totally, say yeah. whatever you want fair enough totally is a good tactic to use when you're debating him or just calling him out in the media but um mm-hmm. i don't know i think i think it's just i don't know yeah like when you when when you say like he needs to resign now or he's unstable unfit to run the country i mean that's maybe when you're taking it a little bit too far because a he's been doing it before and b he was this is not the same person you're dealing with um he's a completely different person than he was what 20 years ago um just as that person accusing him of being whatever is a different person um now than they were 20 years ago and you can find anything bad in someone's life. It's just he's in the public eye and um, was a bad mistake because I think he did it like three times, <laughs> three different times, yeah, which is like, <laughs> what's, 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 what's the deal there? That's a whole different story. But um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it, how it all plays out. I just don't know all the details surrounding why he did it in the first place and you know, what can even be done now other than just trashing the guy for bad behavior in the past. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know what's going to happen with him. Funny enough, you have other instances like uh, Robert Downey Jr. doing a blackface technically yeah. in uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. And I don't remember, of course, it was years ago, uh, but I don't remember 
there being any sort of outrage about that. So, no, I, I mean, don't know. He's one and of the I, most I, beloved actors of all time, I think. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. I don't. I don't really keep up with, with the uh, the the different actors out there and actresses, but. Uh, yeah, Iron it, Man. Oh, he is Iron Man. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I can't can't really debate that one. Um, so is it like a really vocal minority or is it a vocal majority? Yeah that are offended I don't know. by I, this. Yeah, and, I don't know. I wonder, I just wonder how it's all going to play out. Is it going to blow over quickly? Is it going to really impact him in a in a way where he might lose the election be, beca- directly because there are certain people who voted against him who would have voted for him, you know, now that this information or these pictures have surfaced. Um, and it's kind of a, similar thing to when well not similar but another another um topic of someone's past kind of coming back around to um affect their success in the future i mean kevin hart when people pulled off really old um twitter uh, rants that he went on clearly jokes about his son if he played with a dollhouse he would smash it over his head and call him gay and stuff and this was before he was really Kevin Hart um, and then they uh, asked him to host the Oscars and someone f- of course went into his past and dug up these tweets and then the Oscars were like we, we can't have you host anymore because of right. what you said, I don't know, eight years ago or something. That was clearly a joke. Obviously, yeah, it can be offensive to certain people, but he apologized years ago, and he wouldn't apologize again because he's like, I already addressed that, and we're over it, and, and we've moved on. But, you know, you guys don't want to look at that. You just want to take something um, – someone said years ago and just try to destroy a good thing that could potentially happen for both parties. So the Oscars, I don't even think they had a host this year and they lost out on having Kevin Hart, which would have been amazing for them. So it was just like, I mean, what are we doing? Like, I think people just go way too extreme because they're, they're super offended about or super sensitive about what a small minority, um, might say do feel uh, because I think Mm -hmm. a a lot of instances now is the biggest voice is the smallest is coming from the smallest minority on things like that Um, you know which is which is interesting um, because you you ask the average person and they're like I don't care if Kevin Hart hosts the Oscars at all you know so I don't really know. I don't know what to think about it because I don't know too much about the situation, but it just seems like a lot of people are, you know, if you have a new guy coming in the spotlight, you're always going to have somebody digging into their past to find any little thing um, to discredit them or to out them in a certain way. And I just think it's like... You know, certain things that come up in people's past 
are big enough to say, oh my God, we, we had no idea he was doing this. This is terrible. He ruined a lot of people's lives to get to where he is. That's totally fine. But uh, mm-hmm. I think we're just going a little too far um, with certain people. So it's just interesting to see how this continues or if it doesn't. Yeah, I I do think that ultimately it's going to come down. And I, I wish that people would take this further into consideration of intent and also just looking at that person, like really analyzing that person in the current and uh, understanding or getting some sense of if they truly are a malicious individual or if they even if they felt one way one time in their life if they now have self-corrected and moved in a different direction that's uh quote unquote better uh it would be i don't know i i just i think about that a lot and I just, it's it's a really difficult subject because one of the position that I'm in, the position that you're in, uh, in society, and then it's just, uh, I don't know, like I've got so many different thoughts that are running through my head <laughs> in terms of like how I can address it. And and there there's also some, I wonder if it's possible that with all this inclusion, and inclusion I mean that we <clears throat> give in to every party that is uh, offended or has issues with what somebody else says, if all of this inclusion will end up leading to segregation. Hmm. And I don't mean that like racist segregation. I'm talking about like the fractionation of our society to a point where people just get tired and not only that like you keep including 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 and ultimately the end result is something that i think we can all identify with which is just be as kind as you possibly can be yeah and you can either end up in that situation where people are as kind as they can be and try and include as many people as they can and hopefully put their own biases aside and just look at a person as a human being and just be kind to that human being. Or I guess on the flip side, uh, you can have so much inclusion that eventually you get to a point where you as an individual, you have particular set thoughts and specific ideologies and those start to get infringed upon because you're including so many others ideologies you're trying to consider so many other people's ideologies Mm -hmm. and that can lead to a fractionation of our society because then suddenly those individuals are less likely to actually uh, be more inclusive because then they feel like okay well what about me then Mm -hmm. okay can can we take take my ideologies into consideration and ultimately i hope that it's it's for the former i hope the former's what ends up happening where we just see kindness and that ends up being the thing that we reverberate and try and do our best with. Yeah. I mean, everybody, um, 
everybody wants to be in a certain group or tribe mentality but you know like we talked about before at the end of the day we're all on the same team you know we're all humans so at the end of the day what can you do but just be honest and be kind to to anybody you see you know and if you're really being genuine you're being kind you're being considerate and someone gets offended you you can know deep down that you know you've got nothing to worry about because your intent was fine your intent was good and if they can't understand that or accept that then ultimately that's their problem and they're hung up on something that's a little bit deeper inside of themselves that they need to address so I think a lot of people are super worried about like should I say this should I do this blah 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 I mean if your intent is good and you're genuine and honest then you should have nothing to worry about um, when you're doing or saying anything. So there's no need to, to kind of tiptoe around certain issues or subjects if that's there. But a lot of people are scared to do so because they don't want to sound insensitive or offensive in any way. But um, if you continue to quiet those people that have these um, ideas and you, you suppress people's viewpoints and opinions and limit to um, things that they're able to say, then you will have this fractional divide that you're talking about. And I think we, we don't need to go down that road. Um, I mean, another example I saw, you know, obviously we've talked about Antonio Brown and it just <laughs> every day since we talked about him, something new has, has happened. But I think finally it looks like now that the Patriots have cut him, I don't think anybody's mm-hmm. going to pick him up now, you know. I think that's pretty much the, the sign of of death there. And probably for good reason, because he's, you can see how disastrous he is to a team's overall, or he, he's just a huge distraction in the locker room, it looks like, after watching Hard Knocks and seeing what happened in Oakland to his out-of-the-locker-room antics. I mean, there's been several women who've accused him of sexual misconduct or even assault. Um, True or not, those are pretty huge claims to kind of associate with someone on that level and give someone that much money. Um, But it's interesting to see that, you know, people are still interested in him and you know because his talent is so great you might overlook certain things that a regular person or someone else like a Colin Kaepernick who all he did was take a knee he can't buy his way back into the NFL you know he he's doing something to him that's a genuine and honest and noble thing to do to raise awareness um, mm-hmm. yet he's getting the, he's paying the ultimate price of you're basically not allowed to play in the NFL because you're doing something that we feel uh, goes against what we believe in. It's not that you're doing something illegal at all. Um, You're completely within the rights to do what you're doing. You're expressing your rights, in fact. But we just don't like it, so see you later. While other players, you know, have gone through these assault, sexual misconduct, and they're, they get a slap on the wrist and, and then see they're back again, you know. So it's just interesting to see the priorities that certain organizations and companies have 
based on at the end of the day money i guess oh it's totally about money uh that is that's a really good observation actually yeah. with antonio brown well first colin kaepernick uh, he's not breaking the law he's standing up for what he believes in in a completely peaceful manner and people are literally taking his message just shitting on it just yep. just completely ignoring the message and then just making up their own narrative and then injecting it into the situation yeah but with antonio brown for some reason it's so funny that everybody can come together for uh like sexual assault like we're all on the same page on that like sexual assault is terrible and therefore he should be out of the league or at least you know the Patriots dropped him and whatnot, and I'm sure the NFL will do something at some point. But what's funny is that most likely, and I don't know if you agree with this, but most likely once he's served a particular sentence, I don't know, six games, a year, whatever, if he's found guilty, which is a huge thing right there. Like I don't, you know, I, I don't want to cast any sort of like judgment on him based on that but I mean even his previous behavior was was pretty terrible it was pretty trash uh, so and that we actually do know and most likely the NFL suspend him for a year whatever whatever punishment they give him it's it's funny that that is more acceptable in a way than just a person taking a knee and having a, a particular stance for for people that he he really believes in that throws me for a loop yeah just interesting what the priorities are for certain people um yeah well it comes down to money like you said yeah so i don't know well, it'll be interesting to see how those situations play out well colin's not going anywhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 out he's he's done he just completely he shot himself in the foot by uh, figuratively speaking by right. doing that one gesture and uh it's it's a real shame and just that people are so polarized on something like it, it it's it's pretty remarkable how much people are just not listening to the message whatsoever and like it, as a matter of fact bill bird talks about this he's like he's not He's not talking about the troops, and he talks about that in the special, I think, uh, where people just start yelling about the troops. <laughs> you know, just like, yeah, yeah you know, it, I don't agree with this one thing of America or whatever, and then he's like, the troops. <laughs> you don't, you don't support the troops. Is that what you're saying? But it's not even a question. It's just like. It's an immediate leap to exactly that statement. You don't support the troops. Oh, you don't agree with this one thing? You yeah. don't support the troops then. Yeah, which exactly. is just just absolutely insane. It's like you're you're not using a brain cell. Yeah. You're just simply not it's using such a, a brain cell. It's statement, like, you know. Yeah, it's like you've been programmed to to yeah. to just direct every single yeah. uh just solution look at, yeah, every look single at the, conclusion just look at the that. news titles on fox and then that's your news yeah just the titles and yeah. then <laughs> cnn fox whatever you want to look at whatever side you're on it's just like well yeah. that's that's it 
Uh-huh, that's what I believe now, and nothing you can say will will sway me from that. I'm not going to look into it at all because that was a big, bold letter, and it must be true. Yeah, yep. that's exactly. the, That's an insane thing, and it's just like you can debate certain people till you're blue in the face, but you have to just realize that certain people are just, um, I don't know, they're just... Uh, they're just dug in for whatever reason, uh, whatever yep. mentality is going on in their brain, and they're just ignorant to any more information, even on that particular subject, or looking into anything in a in, in a deeper way, considering the the intricacies of of the information based on that story, as well as mm-hmm. maybe an alternative side where they could learn something about the uh, opposition's viewpoint, or or what's going on um, over there to say, oh, I could see why you might be against this point, or wow, I didn't consider that. I didn't even know that was actually going on counter to what I am typically blindly believing in. Um, and it's all, it kind of just goes back to that thing we initially talked about um, with um, just being a stubborn person, you know, with when Bill Burr is just like, yep just going to bottle it down deep inside. And that's what a lot of Mm -hmm. people do, um, not only with their emotions, but um, with deeply held beliefs. You know, you you just have those at an an early age, and and a lot of people just never waver from that because it's safe and it's comfortable for them. Um, but But in order for us to advance as a society, we have to be able to step outside those boundaries at least and consider other viewpoints and um, when you start to do that on a mass level you have less of these groups and you have less of these divisions and you're able to connect and relate to people on a on a larger scale whether they're from different backgrounds or social statuses you're able to um, I don't know you're able to just um, relate to them and uh, you just have less of a a negative culture overall so it's uh it's something that we're definitely dealing with right now with with uh another election coming up it just you just see the division even more you know which is which is a shame yeah and it'll continue uh yeah, it, even going back to kind of the middle part of the podcast where we talk, where we were talking about these, like the blackface and whatnot, we 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 put out a few opinions of our, you know, ourselves. But I think fundamentally, what I'm proud of, what I'm actually really happy about, is that if if somebody were to listen to this entire podcast, which shout out to you because. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but but if a person were to listen to this entire podcast and disagree with a particular point or a, a series of different points, I'm not dug in on anything, anything that I've said. So if that person wanted to appro- felt comfortable enough to approach me and tell me, hey, I don't agree with this. Or I don't agree with that, and here's my point of view. I would totally shut up and just listen. And I'm not saying that at the end I would say, 
okay, I agree with you now. But yeah. at least I'm comfortable saying that I would really make a concerted effort to try and understand where they're coming from. And most people, for for whatever reason, and I don't think people really consider this, but most people... Well, maybe I shouldn't say most people, but a lot of people, especially in politics, especially when it comes to politics, uh, they they get to a point where they don't ever sit down and consider for themselves, am I a fallible human being? The answer is unequ- absolutely yes. For me too. For me too. For, for everyone. Everyone on planet Earth is fallible. Like everybody is a human being and therefore ergo they are fallible and it's it that that level of thought process just doesn't permeate in our in our life it just doesn't it doesn't end up with with individuals thinking wow i i I hold this belief but somebody else has presented something else they are a hundred percent automatically wrong how how do we get to that point like (laughs) I i just i don't understand that like even with science, and I am all about science. Like I, that is my love. That is my deepest, truest passion. But even there, I I will say only ninety nine point nine percent certainty. I just I'm always open to alternative viewpoints. And but then you start talking about philosophies and sociologies and and psychologies and and politics and things of that nature. I mean there is. That's not nearly a set in stone, and people are more convinced about that stuff than they are about just the the basic basic information that's out there. It's it's really it, it's 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 crazy to me. It's yeah. just crazy to me. Yeah, people just don't want to have an open mind, but when you do, you see um, the potential of the world, you know, and and yeah. all these different facets. Um, and for some reason, people are just super set in their ways. I mean, you have Democrat versus Republican. I mean, what is that at the end of the day? <laughs> like, why do you have to be? I, I understand that certain parties are, you know, they have certain set core traditions and values that are associated with that party. And if you genuinely believe in those things, um, that's what defines you as a Republican or a Democrat, but there can be so many different variations of those things, and that's why I just hate the bipartisanship of of D.C. and, and politics in general is because people are just scared to— if you're a Republican and then you find out you're sharing the same belief on, let's say, health care or climate change as a Democrat, I feel like— you're just you would be like oh my god i have to change my mind or i can't believe that we agree like i'll I'll never let anybody know you know Mm -hmm. and it's like it's totally fine to agree on the same thing like that would actually help us and you know if if more republicans and democrats agreed on things like it's just a label it doesn't mean you're like from a different world or like you have to believe differently than someone else it's just like you just got to look a lot more deeply into 
into the per, who the person is and what they think rather than just voting straight ticket, you know. And a lot mm-hmm. of people just do that. Um, but it just goes back to having an open mind. Yeah, and tribalism, like you've mentioned a few times now. Yeah. Uh, people do want to segment themselves a into team. a particular umbrella. Yeah, but if the umbrella is too large, like human, that... Uh, that seems to be uh, insufficient. Like we, yeah, we need like in day to day life, we need categories. And yeah, people want to hang on so tightly to things that they can identify with in their own life. Um, yeah, with other groups of people. And I don't know. I mean, that's it's obviously something that's deeply ingrained in our DNA, maybe. But I just think at a certain point, it can definitely be detrimental to our progression as a civilization as a whole. Yeah, yeah, it can be. And but then if you if you think about some of the things that are kind of universal, almost universal, maybe not. Maybe there's nothing that's really completely universal. Well, actually, maybe there is. (laughs) I keep going back. I'm like ping ponging my own head. But like th- things like some really simple principle, being alive is good. I mean, you, you might even have some pushback on that you know, for, <laughs> for people that are that are having a terrible life, that yeah. are leading a temp- terrible life. But and I, I don't remember which philosopher it was, but there there's a philosopher that uh, mentioned that the the best way to reach moral that the best moral compass is to separate yourself from all bias and the way you do that is by imagining that you are a blank slate a human being in a world that has not been created yet so you are going to create this world but the stipulation is that you don't know in what position you're going to end up so you don't know if you're going to be a wealthy banker. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you're going to be a woman. You don't know if you're going to uh, be poor, if you're going to live in Antarctica. Like you don't know any of that information, but you have to create this world and then you get injected into whatever, like randomly, you could be placed in a terrible situation or a great situation. So essentially it kind of balances out. So then like you start thinking about some of these more difficult uh, thought processes, these different ideologies, and you have to think, okay, well, if you implement this, if this is a law of nature, this has to happen. I'm going to take something really like far out there. Uh, You are like abortion, like, you know, there's essentially two sides to it. I'm sure there are many different sides to it, but let's just bring it down to two sides one is obviously pro-choice and the other one is uh pro-life and how would you go about figuring out if that world should be pro-choice or pro-life if you haven't been born yet so you 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 can if you choose obviously uh pro-choice then you are giving life so you're you're uh or no i guess in that case, 
I'm getting them mixed up. In that, in that case, then uh, you are potentially snuffing out your life. And I, just as a disclaimer, I am not in any way saying that I'm pro-choice or pro-life. I'm keeping myself out for, for this discussion. I'm just <laughs> presenting the argument that this philosopher had. And I think he was in like, it wasn't Thomas Hobbes. I keep thinking it's Thomas Hobbes, but somebody corrected me on that. So it's it's not Thomas Hobbes. I don't know who it is. But anyways, so, so if you if you go with pro-choice where an, a, a, another person can choose if you live or die uh, as a as a baby or pre-birth or whatever however you want to define it are you okay with that and you you have to make that decision before it actually happens or are you uh, pro-life where essentially everyone is born in my rudimentary understanding of what pro-life is and uh it, it, it just changes how people see morals. But, of course, the difficulty is like translating the philosophy of now, like we've already been biased by all these different things and putting yourself into a position that's never going to happen. Like we're, we're literally talking hypotheticals right here. So that philosopher, he, I think he brings up a good point. And I think it's an interesting and really simplistic way of looking at the world and morals and all that stuff. But in reality, we've already moved past that stage. We've already created this world. So we're really battling within this world to to fight for one uh, ideology over another ideology. And what's funny is that things are really just ebbing and flowing. Like sometimes we have a few laws that go in favor of uh, particular ideologies, and then we have laws that go in the opposite direction. It seems like we just seesaw back and forth, and we just kind of uh, claw our way through life because we don't have that freedom of being devoid of bias, which is <laughs> an unfortunate reality of just being born. Yeah, I mean, after you've been alive for a certain amount of time, how do you actually hit reset on your mentality or on your mind? And just, do you, do you, let me ask you, do you think that you can, do you think you can do that to a degree? Do you think that maybe like maturity mm -hmm. can, can not necessarily reset it obviously, but like yeah. kind of think, make yeah, your, more, your bias the, regress? Yeah. I think the, the older you get, certainly the more experiences you have with, um, different situations and different types of people um, throughout your life will inevitably open your mind to um, new ways of thinking and um, kind of expand who you are as a person. I think travel really does that well because you're exposed to different cultures and different ways of living mm -hmm. and um, different ways people believe in certain things that are totally wild and unknown to what you've ever thought possible. Um, but they might be something that, wow, this actually makes more sense than what I've been doing. Um, so definitely the older you get, I think with an open mind, um, your worldview becomes larger um, and you're less likely to be as... Um, judgmental, rooted in certain uh, long, uh, let's see, rooted in certain beliefs that you've always held. Um, you're, you're more permeable. You're more um, adept to um, 
different ideas from from different people um right so i think it's i think it's certainly something that um, is possible but you just have to be open um to getting out of your comfort zone which is very hard for certain people um to do um but nothing uh ever worth having came easy or yeah exactly nothing worth having ever came easy so um so and that's certainly one of the most important things worth having is is an open mind and obviously i think you and i strive to have that i mean i think you know we can i know for a fact that i can work on it every day and i'm going to try to actively um but i don't know it just it just something that you said reminded me of like you know when you you're born in a certain place or um you you don't before you're alive you can figure out hey i'm born into a a society with wealth i'm born into nothing like how do you kind of wrap your mind around that and that goes into something about religion where it's like just because you're born in a certain place chances are you're going to be exposed to this particular religion you had no you had no choice in that matter i mean if i'm yeah. if i'm here i'm a white guy chances are i'm i'm going to be exposed to christianity a certain form of christianity what if i had been born in india you know i'm expo- i'm certainly not going to be exposed to christianity i mean more likely than not and then if i'm born in afghanistan or if i'm born in um i don't know somewhere deep in the amazon you know so it's like that's always been something that is just like how do you know for sure um that you're like that you're right you had no control over where you were born yet you have the audacity to say that my religion is right over yours just based on where you were born and like the chance that you got to be exposed to this one thing um what gives you the authority there um i know that doesn't have anything to do with what we were just talking about but the hypothetical thing just always gets me yeah gets me thinking anyway i i i complete i completely get where you're coming from that totally makes sense ultimately you have to be able to you have to be humble enough you have to be to a degree intelligent enough to reverse engineer your own self-doubt so if kind of like what you said like if you're if you know that just based off of a certain level of education that uh, people in this particular part of the world tend to be catholic or some other version of christianity whatever it is uh can you reverse engineer and understand that you know do i believe the things that i believe because of what i was raised around and even to the extent of my parents my family my friends and all of that or uh was it something else like did did i have some other environmental cues that that ended up moving me in a particular direction or did I intrinsically, and that would be really difficult to tease out, did I intrinsically decide 
uh, that I believe one thing or another, which is really interesting. Like that is a fascinating concept to me to think that individuals that were raised in a particular area and were raised a certain way and then suddenly they just they just fractured off. They just went their own way. And that that is really, really interesting to me. Like what happened there? What built up to that point where that individual just went their own way? And I think those individuals tend to be really interesting because those are the individuals that are most likely, of course, never a blanket statement because I'm sure there are exceptions and maybe even a majority, who knows. But those are the individuals that tend not to be like, oh, I am exactly this. I'm Democrat every single way, every single time that I vote, I always do Democrat or I'm always Catholic or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Like there, it's never these blanket statements of this is what I am. This is what I've been. This is what I am. And this is where I will be in the future. Yeah. And those individuals that start to springboard and start like, well, yeah, okay. I mean, that's okay. But I've really, I'm gravitating more towards this. And it's so funny because in other aspects of our life, like you, like Kyle, you are great at wine. Like that's not an area that I, going back to our previous point, that's not an area that I know very much about. Like I know a little bit and I'd love to learn a little bit more, but I'll never be up to like your level of understanding. And that's because you have driven yourself in that direction. You are knowledgeable about that because you have created a self-identity that is based around that or has some element of that. But you also have other identities like soccer, football, my apologies, uh, and, and, uh, and other things. And then you have individuals who do identify as Christian. They're incredibly Christian or they are incredibly Republican or incredibly Democrat. But then they also play guitar or they play ukulele, but they don't play guitar. And it's so that's so strange to me, like that they were willing to branch off in particular aspects of their life, but in other aspects of their life, they're like, no, no way I am. Yeah. This is exactly what I am. And there's no way anything can change my mind. Yeah, because I'm 100% right on this at all times, you know? And yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you have, like you were saying, those figures in history that um, shaped, you know, that at least that aspect of the world and society like um when <clears throat> you had Martin Luther um who kind of branched away from the Catholic Church yeah um because he saw corruption within the church and um didn't think that jived with what Christianity should have been about and basically wrote his 95 thesis um, on why the Catholic Church was corrupt and the things they were doing wrong and why you should take those elements out and incorporate these elements. And basically Protestantism was born and mm -hmm. it's been a huge part of Christianity ever since. And um, it's just, I don't know if he ever foresaw what what the repercussions of him doing that were but um yeah it's just it's just one guy who saw 
something for too long and decided to actually do something about it instead of, like you said, going along with the status quo and um, just being in one lane your entire life and, and never really looking out the window to see what's on the other side um, or going down a, a side road or something like that because it's it's just you've been on this track your parents have been on this track it's the safe road so why why would we ever change you know but um not saying that like what he did was right or wrong it's just he's inevitably undoubtedly a, a figure in history that um shaped the way that shaped humanity you know oh he totally did I, this can all really be distilled down to be more fluid. That's it. I mean, just be more fluid. Yeah. (laughs) Be more like water. Be less like an ice cube. There you go. Simple as that. Yeah, that's, uh, I feel feel like that's like a Bruce Lee quote. (laughs) Well, if Bruce Lee has already come up with it, then my apologies, (laughs) Bruce Lee. Well, similar to similar to a Bruce Lee quote, which he seemed like a pretty cool guy. Oh yeah, totally. Although I don't know a whole lot about him, I just, re- yeah, I, I really don't know a whole lot about him. Yeah, but I think you know, yeah, exactly. Just be. You can have core beliefs, you know, that you've created in your mind, and if they work for you, that's awesome. Like you don't have to change, but. Um, I just wish you wouldn't be so damn close-minded. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, but whoever's listening who is. But they wouldn't know it if they they were, I guess. I mean, funny I enough, I maybe I don't am. even know. No, I mean, I am too. <laughs> I, like, anybody can be at any given time. It's just like I'm basically saying that to myself and everybody. It's just... And it's sometimes in the moment it's it's hard to hard to recognize when you are being close minded, you know. Um, but just recognize that it is going to happen, and it's a it's a possibility in the future um, that it'll happen on any subject. So. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just think like if we want to get over this like harsh division at least politically um in the country right now there's a lot of division there um just have to be kinder and and like you said more uh malleable and fluid yep i completely agree well i'm saying well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh do you uh i think this is a pretty good pretty good ending boy what do you think unless you had something yeah, else I you wanted so. to cover um no i think that's that's pretty much it i don't think we really planned on talking about that specific point but it's definitely a good one to to end on and think a little bit more about yeah, for sure. No doubt we'll end up having another one of these incredibly deep discussions uh, at some <laughs> point, probably next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
It seems to shift between like comedy and sports and uh, philosophies and philosophy, yeah, psychology and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did. I actually I saw on your um, on your Instagram story where you said Jordan Peterson checked into uh, rehab. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit, but I thought that was interesting. I looked into that briefly. Um, yeah. But I was like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, so his wife is has cancer, a pretty severe case of cancer, but is apparently now in the recovery stage, which is kind of a positive. But during that time, he's been obviously really stressed out and apparently has had a lot of anxiety and uh, been taking particular really strong uh, anti-anxiety drugs and my understanding is now he's checked himself into rehab to to be able to wean himself off and get off or at least get it more manageable which I think is uh, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of those details but uh, I think regardless like him just checking himself in is is shows humility shows his big point his big tenant is responsibility taking responsibility for for himself in this situation and i really find that uh, quite commendable especially because he's so famous like he's probably at least right now maybe dr phil is also as famous as a psychologist but um uh, yeah he's just so famous and uh to to do that to to say, hey, I have a weakness in my own field, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I need to take care of myself. I think that that really presents a, um, it's just noble. It's 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 noble, and it's it shows a lot of humility. And I I appreciate that about what he did, and I hope that he recovers. Oh yeah, as do I. I mean, he's helped so many people all over the world, and I think even. You know, a lot of people when they when they think about rehab, they're like, "Oh my God!" Like, kind of a shameful connotation associated with like, "Ah, uh, this person's in rehab." Oh my God, they were addicted to something. But um, I think at the end of the day, only you could only thing you can do is is applaud that person for, like you said, taking responsibility, um, taking their life in their own hands, and trying to just be a better person uh, or be a more healthy person. And, uh, yeah, I can't imagine what would, you know, having a a wife battling terminal cancer while you're trying to juggle the responsibility of being this worldwide psychologist figure who's touched so many people while you're trying to write a book and do a podcast and do a speaking tour and, yeah. Also, simultaneously, simultaneously getting destroyed by pundits on social media and having all these articles written about you. I mean, it just doesn't stop. Um, so, I mean, just to have one minute, the average person to have a minute inside his mind, I think they would go insane. <laughs> so, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely something that. Um, that initially I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty crazy. Cause you just never know. I mean, on the surface, someone could seem this way based on their status or 
their life, but you, you just never know what's going on um, inside, which is why you just have to, like you said, be kind to, that's all you can do is just try to be as kind as, and as genuine as possible. Yeah, I agree. And uh, before, I sometimes it annoys me when I, when I hear people like, saying congratulations to the one famous person or saying condolences or whatever also like i hope that his his wife uh does does better i i I don't know what her situation is i didn't look into it whatsoever but obviously cancer is a a devastating yeah i think it was like initially it was like yeah this is terminal you've only got you know maybe a year or something left and uh yeah the shock of that is traumatizing but then you find these alternative um, treatments are starting to actually work and reverse um, the cancer or it might not be terminal anymore and then you have the incredible swing of emotion associated with that as well and then you're thinking about the future on a different plane again so yeah. And that happens with people every day, you know, stuff like that. So it's just, it's a crazy story, but I'm sure he'll have some interesting insight into a whole new world because of that and can share it with other people on a level, on a higher level to where they can relate to it and take inspiration from it because he's just incredibly gifted in that way too. So ultimately, hopefully it'll be a positive yeah, one can hope. One can hope. Well, we hope this was a good uh, episode for everybody. I'm sure people have turned it off <laughs> by now, but hopefully not. Um, but again, if there's anything that you want us to talk about or... And if you disagreed with anything I said, yeah. then fuck you. Yeah, we're set in our ways. <laughs> Open-minded. <laughs> yeah, so try not. we'll try not to be as set in our ways. But, yeah, if you disagree, let us know. If you agree, let us know. Or if you want us to talk about certain things, we're happy to do it. And uh, hopefully we'll have somebody on in the in the near future to talk about you know, a completely different subject too. Yeah, that would totally be cool. That'd be great. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. And uh, till next week, as always. See you later. Cheers.